live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Mr. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Mr. Nolan, how are you? I am excellent. I am excellent. I've watched CNN all day, and boy, do I got material. <laughs> yeah, so you're not good at all. <laughs> no, you can't. You might be drunk. Oh, well, I uh, have to be to get through that. Rick Delgado's here. What even is that coming up tonight? How are you? I am well. What's your what even is that on? Uh, it has to do with uh, women's underwear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, tell, Am- tell your boys not to order Frederick's Hollywood cat for the, for the Rick, dress-up thing. Rick Emirati's got sports. What's, please don't tell me there's anything in sports coming up like that. What is coming no, up in sports? No, we're apparently spring is in full bloom. But okay. uh, we got the NBA and NHL playoff tracker. Yeah. And uh, a guy twice your age ran a 100-meter race, Big D. So we're going to wow. talk about that. Twice a my later. age. Twice your age, pal. Joe Biden? And, <laughs> not quite. Okay. And then NASCAR suspension updates as well. All right. Very good, Fran and Gio holding it down, as always, in the big room. Lots to do tonight. We'll get to the um, Supreme Court. We'll get to the Democrats freak out today. And as I've said for six years doing this show, you really have to um, – you just have to check your common sense at the door when it comes to the Democrats on all of this stuff. We'll get to that. But obviously today voters have headed uh, have gone to the polls – for statewide primaries in Ohio and in Indiana. We're focused on Ohio tonight, where our own April Moss is at J.D. Vance headquarters tonight in what in what they hope will be a big victory there. And we're going to go out to April right now, if she can hear me. I know it's loud there. April, how are you? Hey, doing great. Yeah, it's loud. People are, you know, good energy here tonight. Of course, for those who have been watching the weather, we had thunderstorms and even tornado warnings earlier today, which now we're seeing has affected poll numbers. And in fact, they've had quite the low turnout so far uh, here in the Cincinnati area. So uh, earlier today, I spoke with Ken Blackwell. He was the former mayor of Cincinnati, also the former treasurer and secretary of state for Ohio. And um, he said, you know, he was at the polls today. He was kind of disappointed that there wasn't a higher turnout. And some of those numbers now are just beginning to drop. Right here at J.D. Vance's watch party, we are watching that he is in the lead currently. And of course, many of you know he's been endorsed by Trump and he's famous for his book. He's the author of Hillbilly Elegy. He, uh, you know, has some critics, honestly, um, for speaking out against Trump in the past. But uh, that was back, you know, in 2016. He's changed his tune. He's on the Trump train and, of course, is excited about that Trump endorsement, which really helped to booster him in the polls uh, just since he was endorsed just this past weekend. Yeah, so this is the race, obviously, to replace uh, Rob Portman, who a lot of people would argue anybody will be better than him. But speaking of J.D. Vance and other people in this race, you have obviously Josh Mandel, who a lot of us have known for a long time, Tea Party activist, was there for the Tea Party. Uh, And as you mentioned, a lot of people didn't know who J.D. Vance was other than being an author. President Trump stepped in kind of close to the end uh, to support him, which gave him obviously a much needed push at the time he did it. But as you say, he's had some critics, uh, even in conservative talk radio, who have come out and said, listen, you know, Josh Mandel is, is really the constitutional conservative here who has been there, who has been fighting these fights. Um, and J.D. Vance is kind of, you know, we've got Peter Thiel behind him. And, and some people have looked at this and said, well, 
Peter Thiel is trying to buy this seat. What has been the response, if any, from the Vance camp as far as, uh, you know, the Mandel part of this race, him versus Mandel? It's been heated. It's kind of gotten ugly at the end. And then you have, obviously, Matt Dolan, who kind of seems like he's been kind of sneaking in the back door here, who right now, according to the votes I've seen, only 11% of the votes in, right now is, is polling in front of Mandel in second. Yeah, you know, that's a great point that you bring up. Uh, Mandel has been endorsed by General Flynn, and as you said, he's a constitutional guy. And, you know, it's really indicative to the fact that just on Saturday, the latest Fox poll showed us that 25% of voters were undecided, right? And so this is an extremely tight race. I will say that um, we are seeing more money being spent on this campaign, $70 million. Um, so, you know, you have all of these Republican uh, Senate candidates here vying for each other, as you said. It's gotten a little ugly. As far as JD's team, we have not been able to get comment from them. We requested to see an interview. We haven't been able to acquire that. Uh, we were told JD was not going to be doing interviews this evening either. So we'll see if he's going to come out and speak to us. Um, as of about an hour ago, when we were trying to, you know, figure out how the night was going to go here, we asked, were there any speakers? No speakers are scheduled tonight so we're just uh, watching the latest numbers come in and uh, you know we'll be right here with you throughout the night to give you the latest on those numbers as they come in all right very good april moss at jd vance headquarters the, the ohio obviously primary tonight we're going to keep track of it and like we said right now it looks like about 11 percent of the votes have been counted J.D. Vance is in the lead at 26%. That's about 26,426 votes. Matt Dolan uh, right now at 23%, which is a, represents about 23,000 votes. And then Josh Mandel right now in third, 21.8%. Uh, so it is tight already, even with just 11% in. But April's going to be there all night. April, thanks. We're going to get back to you. Uh, if anything breaks, let us know. We'll come right back to you, and we'll check in with you a little later in the hour as the numbers continue to roll in. All right, live from Studio 6B, glad you're in on a Tuesday. We'll continue to monitor what's going on in Ohio. And it is an interesting race because J.D. Vance kind of, um, you know, there's been people like Levin and other constitutional conservatives and big conservative talk radio who have really taken the position that, listen, nobody knew who this guy Vance was, and I don't know much about him, so I'm not. I I'd like to see Josh Mandel. Uh, I've known Josh Mandel, not known personally, but I've known of Josh Mandel. I think he was a former treasurer in Ohio state politics before. He obviously was a Tea Party guy. He's been around. Um, I've listened to him talk. He's a big supporter of things that I support. Um, I don't know much about J.D. Vance other than I know Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and, and people like that. Matt Gates are fired up for him, and he may be fine. I know the president obviously took a position here as well. Um, but it looks like it's a three. Matt Dolan, I don't know at all. Other than he said President Trump should stop talking about the 2020 election, which is enough, I would think, for me not to vote for him. But Ohio, people in Ohio seem to like him so far. Uh, he's, come, he's polling in second with a 12% of the vote in. So we'll continue to uh, watch the numbers come in. Have you watched any of these races at all? Either you got anybody on the show? You guys, J.D. Vance, Josh Mendel, any, any? I have not. Yeah, yeah I, I've watched some of the, uh, what do you call it, the um, debate stuff clips that I've seen and come across and Josh Mandel is a solid guy. I mean, he just had Ted Cruz uh, come out and join him and endorse him as well. So he's got some heavy hitters on the right side. 
So it should be it should be pretty close. The weather definitely, um, from what I could tell, too, has also, like April said, played played a factor. I don't know who that favors. I don't know if um, I don't know. I don't know who that favors. We'll watch the numbers and see, but it does look like it's going to be twi- uh, tight right now. Twenty five, twenty three, and twenty two percent for the top three, with uh, again twelve point one of the votes counted. So we'll the, continue to check in. The only thing I know is that this is an area that has very secure voting. This, they do a lot of hand counting. There's a lot of watching here, right? Do I know that that's the one thing I had read about this race was that it does seem like a very well-run election in, in the state. So I, um, that's the only thing I really follow that because, you know, you know how jaded I've become over the last couple of years. Yeah, obviously on the other side, Tim Ryan is running away with the Democratic side right now, 74% of the vote he's got with uh, 15% of the votes counted. So obviously Tim Ryan's going to win that as expected. Yeah. And it's just a matter of who he's going to face. So uh, we'll keep track of that. Lots to talk about tonight. Uh, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. We'll get to the Getter chat. I'm hoping everybody's fired up over there. People of Ohio, if you're in the chat, let us know if, if you want. Um, who you supported today, if you went to the polls. Hopefully you all did. We're going to need everybody to get to the polls in all these. They're all, and listen, this is an important race, by the way. This very well um, could help tip the scales in who controls the Senate. Uh, absolutely here, whether it is J.D. Vance or whether it's um, Josh Mandel or Matt, or Matt Dolan, who I don't know at all, but they're going to face Tim Ryan, and um, we want someone who's going to be able to win that race. So if you're in Ohio and you voted here, let us know who you, who you voted for and what and why. Who is the better candidate? Mandel seems like a solid constitutional conservative. J.D. Vance, don't know much about other than he wrote some books. And I know, I know he's got a lot of support, like I said, from um, kind of the young MAGA crowd. But like April said, he, he himself wasn't a huge supporter, if, it, if a supporter at all of President Trump, even as back early as 2016. So, and I know he's, they've attacked other people for the, almost the same position. So we'll see what happens. All right, live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. Lots to do tonight, Crazy Town, uh, which, of course, really the whole day has been a crazy town in looking at the response uh, to what's going on at the Supreme Court, which obviously broke last night just at the top of our second hour, 9 o'clock. It's what's weird is I didn't say it last night, but I was looking at the screen as we hit the second hour, and it's, I, saw, I saw over here to my right, which gives me my news feed, that... Um, the court had overruled, and I had to look at who actually posted to make sure it wasn't like, <laughs> I knew the Babylon Bee had been suspended on Twitter, I thought. It took me a second to, to look at it and, and realize that this was actually real breaking news. It's and just if, funny how Politico gets it. You know, it's... Well, you know, there's been some speculation. I mean, I, I don't think it's out of the realm. As a matter of fact, it may be even at all not out of the realm Can at I, this point to think that... Somebody's obviously made a coordinated decision that this is worth the risk of their law license and the timing of this leak. You have to look at it, obviously, and say that this is a well-thought-through, well-timed, given what's going on in the country, inflation and uh, numbers coming out from Pfizer and on these vaccine initial numbers that have come out. Yeah, is there not a better rallying cry for the left? What's the last quiver they have in the let's uh divide conquer men versus women women are now being oppressed by these evil conservatives and you know is this the last straw they have to they dump this out now they leak it now 
I, the question I really have for Rick and you and Slick Rick as well, like, and the audience, is this, to me, this has never been happened. The sanctity of the of the SCOTUS is supposed to be so well regarded and protected. It's like, the, it, would you say, I'm being dramatic when I say it's the equivalent of, like when Politico releases this, is this not destroying the sanctity of the nation's um, highest courts and it's detrimental to national security to a degree? Like, is it the equivalent of Geraldo Rivera giving out coordinates or Wolf Blitzer giving out coordinates that could help the enemy in any way? Because to me, this is something, I just find the oh yeah the leak so egregious, but I find Politico just as culpable in this. Am I... Am I being over? Not at all. No, I think no, it's no. An actually a fantastic point because yep. Politico had, you know, Politico takes the position that, oh, whoa, I mean, what are we going to do? We, we get this wrong. What are we going to do? We got to run with it. Well, you had the Hunter Biden laptop story. Did you run yeah, with that? Exactly. Have you had other stories yeah. that maybe didn't fit your left-leaning narrative and didn't run with that? Oh, of course. Of course there probably have been. One specifically we can obviously point to in that. But how many of you had that you didn't run with it? So I think it's a good point. And I think they're absolutely um, part of this leaking story, the fact that they ran with it as quick as they could. Uh, we'll get into all this when we get back, and we'll continue to check in with April in this Ohio Senate race tonight between J.D. Vance, Josh Mandel, and Matt Dolan. Looks like it's a three-way race to the finish line. We're back right after this. Six B, seventeen past the hour on a Tuesday night. Looking at the Getter chat, our friends are all in there, getting fired up. I'm trying to see if anyone responded who was in Ohio, who maybe voted. Come on, JP Mandel. Just kidding. Come on. Yeah, I, I saw that right now. Uh, I did see that. I, I saw the left and, and people in the media, of course, Huffington Post and such, jumped all over President Trump and the fact that uh, he. When I think when he announced it, he said, "I'm a, I'm backing." jd mandel which is a combination of the two guys names together and of course they said oh he doesn't even know he was he's nominating because you know we're not allowed to make mistakes on our side um let's see here uh carefree largo what's going on that's a loyal one right there carefree uh rbb chef 21 ohio here okay papa nolan is spot on politico is in bed with soros without a doubt yeah, I don't, you know, without a doubt. Well, for Politico to, 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 like many things that have been irrational in the last 24 hours, they're responsive. Well, like, well, what are we supposed to do? Well, you don't apply the same standard to other things that have come your way. There's a lot of links between NGOs and, and the Open Source Foundation and Tides Foundation and all these, in the hundreds of corporations funding uh, Politico. It, it's, it's just amazing what they get away with. Just, it's, shocking all right let's do some sports then we'll do some news here with sports is the man in purple tonight at slick rick sports rick emirati uh, sports is brought to you by my pillow our friend mike lindell uh by the way i told you about mother's day and we talked someone said get her a pair of slippers slippers are 50 percent off right now 50 percent off the slippers uh mypillow.com slash lfs6b good present for mom or wife or girlfriend or wife and girlfriend just get two whoa, different whoa, pairs whoa, one, whoa, for, whoa, whoa. <laughs> one for one for each whoa, whoa. whoa what's going on slick rick 
All right, Big D. Well, a couple of our followers I see got their Biden resume shirts today, too. Actually, Mama Bert on Getter said she got her shirt just in time. Great looking shirt to take it for the vote. So I saw that she got it in a nice white color. So those shirts are making their way around the country. Okay, Big very D. good. Get them while they're hot. I would uh, encourage you, by the way, to wash it uh, inside out because there is a lot of writing on that shirt. And someone told me that trick. I didn't know anything about that. So if you wash it inside out, it'll... Uh, does it keep, keep the water out? I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anything with a lot of text, they said. Any well, graphic tease you always want to wash inside okay, out. Okay, there you go. Off. See, Geo's on top of it, like most things, that right. I'm not. And why they're having a vote and in Ohio. And it in a sock while you're at it. Right. I get it out a little earlier. I wish that they would vote the uh, current Cincinnati Reds ownership out of Ohio as well, because they've started out 3-19, and 19, one of their worst <laughs> starts in baseball history for the Cincinnati Reds. So, terrible They'll start. They'll turn it around, Rick. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. In 2028. Uh, <laughs> NBA 2022 playoffs. Big D. We got the Slick Rick Sports uh, NBA and NHL trackers tonight. Let's keep an eye on this. TD Garden in Boston. Well, the Celtics came out with their hair on fire. Jalen Brown, he was 9 of 10, 25 points in the first half. And the Celtics were up 25 points over the Bucks. It is 65 to 40 in the TD Garden, and their fans must be going crazy. Bucks lead that series one nothing. So Celtics need to get that series even real quick before they have to head to Milwaukee. Game two, uh, West Semis, uh, FedEx Forum. That's a 9:30 p.m. tip. Golden State at Memphis. They had a great game on Sunday. Came down to the last second, and uh, Warriors were up one nothing there. And uh, well, last night we had the uh, Miami Heat really uh, heating it up and uh, taking it to the Sixes. They beat them 106-92. They're up one nothing game two tomorrow night 7 30 in miami and the other game out west dallas fell to phoenix 121 114 at the footprint center in phoenix arizona suns lead that game one nothing and game two tomorrow night 10 p.m tip and let's get to the uh, nhl playoff tracker in the garden madison square garden second period ranges up two to one over the penguins this is game one of the east first round uh and then also game one on the other side with the east capitals at the panthers Tied 1-1 late in the second, and that's in the Florida Live Arena in Sunrise, Florida. And, yes, I saw Prince there as well. Game one, <laughs> West first round. Predators at the Avalanche. That's in the Ball Arena in Denver, Colorado. That's tonight, 9.30 p.m. puck drop. And we got one more out west, way out west and up north. Scotia Bank, Saddledome, Calgary, Alberta, 10 p.m. faceoff. We got the Dallas Stars visiting the Calgary Flames in a game one. Last night, real quick. Recap, East Game 1, Carolina crushed Boston 5-1, to one, and the Maple Leafs lit up the Lightning 5-0. to zappity zip. And I got to tell you, that game got a little out of hand. Big brawl. I'm sure Paul Nolan saw those, those pictures on Twitter and those, those videos. Then Toronto Maple Leafs' Kyle Clifford suspended one game for an illegal hit on Tampa Bay Lightning's Ross Colton. And last but not least, West Game 1, the Blues blanked the Wild for the whiteout. It's a 4-0 game. And the Kings squeaked by the Oilers. See what I did? 4-3 in the only close game of the night. We have That's a rapid sports back to you, big. Deal. We have a fan. I think it was Texas something said that he was a big fan of the Kings in the chat last night, and I said to him, "I'm rooting for Jonathan Quick to have a oh. a renaissance, if you will. He was a phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal player in his day, and the fact that he's still going the way he." His athleticism and the splits and the acrobatics he does. He made a save last night that was absolutely unbelievable. Edmonton was shorthanded, and they tried to slip the puck in. He made an unbelievable kick-out save flat on his, on his stomach. He is, he's an acrobat. Yep. He's, he's incredible.
Back to you, Big D. All right, very good. Thanks, Slick Rick. Um, we'll get to Paul's news in one second. Just an update here. U.S. Senate primary, uh, GOP primary in Ohio. J.D. Vance still in the lead, 25.7%, 34,957 votes. Matt Dolan still in second. It's slim, though. Uh, with 23.3, 31,662. Josh Mandel right now in third, 30,853. So about a little over eight, about 800 votes separates the two uh, from the three. Uh, But J.D. Vance still with about a 3,000 vote lead with 15.2% of the votes in. And and then the other part of this, which is really, uh, again, I've, I've talked a little bit about Georgia. Mike DeWine's already been... Mike DeWine has already been voted the winner in the governorship. How? This guy's been (laughs) pathetic, soft, weak. I mean, he's like the definition of rhino, this guy, if you ask me. He's already won 56.4% of the vote. I mean, not even close. I mean, I don't know. I would have thought he would have gotten tested a little more than that. I I guess people in Ohio think he's okay. I don't know. Same feeling there as I do in, in Georgia. I do look at the polling and Purdue's yeah. way behind of Kemp. And I'm going, what? I mean, I'm all for forgiving. I mean, people forgive and forget already what this guy did. In the, when he, where was he November of 2020? Nowhere. Him and Raffensperger. Oh, I guess people don't care as much as they talk on social media that they care. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't get. I don't get Mike DeWine already. Seventy nine thousand fifty six percent is already the winner for governor. All right, let's do the news. Um, and here with that's Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mister Nolan? Well, I'll just give you two quick hitters. Um, uh, Gretchen Whitmer says she'll fight like hell to protect abortion access in Michigan. Um, Justice uh, Roberts confirmed the documents and the authentic- authenticity today in order an investigation, according to the Associated Press. And this is the first time a Supreme Court decision has been leaked in modern U.S. history, as we all know. Um, obviously, uh, we know uh, Justice Alito, Thomas, uh, Gorsh, uh, Kavanaugh, and Amy Comey Barrett have signed the opinion. Uh, witness said uh, today that the nearly 2.2 million women in Michigan whose access to abortion hangs in the balance. I promise you this. I will fight like hell to make sure abortions remain safe, legal, and accessible in our state. You know, this is just more grandstanding. As if 2.2 million are looking for an abortion right now. You know, at least yeah. she frames it as just more nonsense. And, and in the complete nonsense area, illegal aliens sue Texas officials after being arrested for trespassing. A group of illegal aliens have filed a lawsuit against Texas officials for the alleged constitutional violations within the governor's Operation Lone Star criminal uh, trespass program. The lawyers for the 15 plaintiffs hope to turn the case into a class action lawsuit on behalf of more than 2,000 illegal immigrants whom they say have been incarcerated, arrested based on race, immigration status, nation origin, as well as denied due process. So... I mean, we're at a point right now where illegal immigrants can sue law enforcement. Hmm. I guess it's good business if you can get it. Well, I should have went to college and been a lawyer. Liberal Democrats love that kind of stuff. Good Lord. All right, we'll check in in Ohio. When we get back to you, the numbers have changed at all. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. We'll talk about this um, exploitation of women that's gone on in the last 24 hours. Children or women?
minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on the Tuesday night polls here. Rick Ricks here. Geofran holding it down as always. Glad you're here. Get her chats fired up. I see a lot of people who kind of agree with me here on this uh, DeWine thing, but obviously not enough people who voted in Ohio, believe, uh, thought about it because he's 56% of the votes been declared the winner. 81,419 votes from Mike DeWine. Um, Senate race update, J.D. Vance pulling away a little bit now, up about 4,300 votes, with still only 15.8% of the votes counted, uh, 37,049. That represents about 26.1% right now. Matt Dolan still in second, uh, but that lead has even slipped. Uh, now it's down to about 300 votes, separating him and Josh Mandel. At uh, about 23 and 22%. So still tight. Obviously, it's a still a three-man race. Mike Gibbons is in fourth with only 14%, which is about 8% behind Mandel. So it does look like it's a... It looks like right now it's J.D. Vance's to lose in a three-man race, but we'll continue to track it and see. Obviously, in the other races there, Tim Ryan obviously has won his primary with 80,000 votes, representing about 74% of the vote. Like I said, DeWine has been um, called... On the Democratic side for governor, um, it looks like Nan Whaley is going to win. She's got 73,000 votes, representing 68.2%. They haven't called it yet. Secretary of State Chelsea Clark, uncontested. Obviously, she won uh, Frank LaRose on the Republican side. Uh, 92,000 votes, representing 70%, has been called for him. For U.S. House, Steve uh, Shabbat, uncontested, has won his race and Greg Landsman uncontested has obviously won his race. Everything else is still up in the air for the other districts. Um, Max Miller for district seven right now is in the lead with 69.7% of the vote. Looks like he's going to win that. There's no one even close to him in second. Uh, he's going to look like he's going to face Matthew Deemer, maybe on the democratic side, 56.9% of the vote so far. Um, and one we all, the other one you might be interested in, because those of you who follow conservative talk and media are probably aware of Madison, Jesse, uh, I believe it's pronounced Gejeziodo, now married, Gilbert, Madison Gilbert, uh, is in the lead, 41%. Looks like she may take that, Ohio District 13, her GOP primary. Uh, so good for her if she does. She's a um, big supporter of President Trump and been out there in media. Um, a lot of people are familiar with her. Uh, so it looks like she's doing well. So we'll continue to track those those races. And if anything breaks at Vance headquarters, our own April Moss is there. And we'll go back to here. Right now it looks like the room's pretty quiet. It doesn't look like he's got a huge turnout in that room so far. Now maybe it's early in the night. Although, you know, Ohio's been, I think, historically pretty quick with getting this stuff. I mean, I would not be surprised if within our two hours we have a we have a call in this race unless it really gets tight which obviously we'll continue to track. But then if, if we do get a J.D. Vance victory here and he speaks, we'll try to take it if it's within our next hour and a half. So, All right, so let, let's get to the Supreme Court a little bit because Joe Biden today took to the tarmac on oh his boy. way to do his speech that he, uh, wherever he went today. And I tweeted at the time, you wonder if, if this guy, I mean, we all know he's obviously losing it, but you just wonder it. if he's ever read anything because he gets nothing about any of this right (laughs) 
when he talks about when he tries to talk about the Constitution, when he tries to talk about separation of powers, when he talks about this, when he talks about this um, draft leaked opinion, there's no way he's read it, obviously, or anyone who's read it to him or told him even the highlights. He gets it all wrong. And if he did read it, he definitely doesn't understand it. Yeah. Oh, he did teach constitutional law, remember? My bad. Right. Okay. Four but years, he did, right? but Let's he, keep but that in mind. In yeah. fairness, he did He's that while he was a fishing boat captain. Yeah. So he was very busy trolling the sea, keeping the crew alive. <laughs> All I'm saying is he's a capitalist and he's a constitutionalist <laughs> and he taught constitutional law separation of power so just yeah. remember that when discussing these things that's yes. all i'm saying yes and so, a lifeguard uh, so very yes. hairy legs and those two can be combined somehow so but sometimes uh, they didn't look hairy when the little boys would smush the head down. okay that's fine uh, that's right. fine that's fine <laughs> cut one please g let's start with biden there this is on the tarmac today and i was watch this as it happened and i'm just i'm doing this as i'm watching it i'm just shaking my head going what so uh roll cut one First of all, I just got a call saying that it's been announced that it is a real draft, but it doesn't represent who's going to vote for it yet. I hope there are not enough votes for it. It's the main reason why I worked so hard to keep Robert Bork off the court. It reflects his view almost, almost anyway. Look it up. Look at the pain he's in. Yeah. Stop it right there. Look at the pain he's in. It, it looks like he's trying to keep his, his underwear clean. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was um he was vicious to Robert Bork as he was to Clarence Thomas. And what I don't know what he's trying to why why he wanted to take keep Bork off the court. Um because the clip here, we might as well jump to it. It makes sense since he says that. This is at well after, obviously, he claims that he wanted to keep Robert Bork off because he was so, he was so um, you know, pro Roe v. Wade. This is from 2006. Roll that, G. I, I do not view abortion as a, uh, um, as a choice and a right. I think it's always a tragedy. And I think that uh, it should be uh, rare and safe. And I think we should be focusing on how to limit the number of abortions. And they ought to be able to have a common ground and consensus as to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's well after. That didn't age so well. That's well after <laughs> Robert. he tried to supposedly keep Robert Bork off the Supreme Court because he was so pro uh killing babies that doesn't sound doesn't sound like it there in 2006 now it's still obviously most of us still don't agree with even that but that doesn't sound like a a, a um a rabid out of control ralph northam kill them even after they're born no it does not you mean like in california if your third grader is just not doing well in school you can abort them then you know that's that far how disgusting they are there. I mean, they were right up to the, the day you're born. Like, I, I just can't believe, like, the, what the rules they want. So, right? I mean, is it not as horrifying? Is anyone not, has anyone ever looked at, like, what it looks like? How horrifying? It's, it's, when you, it's, discu- it's, the, it's disgusting beyond belief. It's like no horror film could ever match it. How absolutely that nauseating it is to look at. If you ever really look at it, if you if you want to, if people want to get an abortion, you know, let's start with 
really look at what's happening when it's happening. Watch the live videos of the baby being murdered and the parts being ripped apart. You want, you want to stop people from doing it? Show that in classrooms. All right, back to cut one, G. Um, Biden on the tarmac. Go ahead. The idea that it concerns me a great deal that we're going to, after 50 years, decide a woman does not have a right to choose. Okay, so stop it there. Now, again, I know he didn't read um, this opinion. And I haven't read all of it, to be honest. I'm going to be fair. But I know enough about it to know that it doesn't say that. It does not say that. What it says is, this is not an issue for us for the federal government, for the Supreme Court. This is not an issue for us. This is an issue for the states. Which we have talked about this of six years of doing this show in different iterations multiple times. That if this day was ever to come, it would be, yes, a historic day. But in some ways, I don't want to say inconsequential, but in a way it's... It's not, it's not stopping abortion in this country. You, you are going to be able to get an abortion if you want to get one. California will roll out the red carpet. If Gretchen Whitmer and the Democrats are in charge of Michigan, they'll roll out the red carpet. Illinois will. New Jersey, New York will roll out four red carpets. So all this is saying is that this, this original decision is, um, should have never been based on the idea of privacy and, the, and, and, and how it was written. And it took 50 years or whatever it is now to fix it and say, um, this is a decision. This is federalism at its best. This should go to the states. So I have a question for you. After all these years, why this hot button topic is on the fingertips of anybody until after the midterms? Why, why give a rallying cry? Well, the case was brought. Yeah. I mean. I think it was, was it the case out of Mississippi? Dobbs versus um, Jackson, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, Louisiana or someplace. Mississippi, yeah. Some, I think it was Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, they heard the oral arguments on it. Right. So, but, I mean, this is. So the researchers been... got a hold of it, and then they leaked it, but that, that couldn't have been held off. At all, like, is that, that what am I missing here? Because I thought that could have been held back, this whole process. Couldn't it have been pushed back? No, there's, there's a date for opinions and it would have come out. They uh, just leaked this in advance of the, the opinion date, whenever that is. Yeah, what it was supposed was to come date? out late June. Yeah, I think it was June. Late June. And what they I'm do is that the, the, they've, already, they've already heard the case, they've already made their decisions. That's why they've, they've come to the phase where, you know, they're writing their opinions. So the majority opinion is set as, you know, 5-4. Yeah. So they gave it to, uh, they, they gave it, who, who was it, Alito, Alito who wrote the Alito. majority? Alito wrote it, yep. Yeah, so he writes the majority and they start to circulate it. Hey, what do you think of this? And it starts to go through its, Got you it. know, they massage it. The, all right, maybe we want to change the wording here. And, you know, it goes through those iterations before it becomes the official, you know, presented when they when they release it in late June. Mm-hmm. Got A- and, you know, it, it just boggles the mind, but, but you were talking about it earlier, how how this this was coordinated. This was totally coordinated. Everybody can see it because it's because guess guess where Kamala Harris was speaking today. 
Oh, she was speaking in front of a group, a pro-abortion group called Emily's List. Hmm, kind of interesting that a... Did that you a, see all a, the rallies a, a, that grew up, that popped up so fast with all these organized, perfectly pre-built signs? Well... It looks so you, structured. You had to wait a few hours for the professionals to get there, but they got there. Yeah. The protesters. Yeah, you knew that was going to get to the Supreme yeah. Court I mean, as quickly I've, as possible. I've organized night. a couple rallies. How they get them that quickly is just stunning to me. Well, those are the pros, man. They got their stuff ready. Yep. They're all paid for. So back to Biden. So the first thing he gets wrong is that's not, a, that's not at all what the opinion says. That's not a woman's right to choose. Now, let, let's just, for the sake of conversation, remind everybody that not, not even, what, six, eight weeks ago, he nominated someone to the Supreme Court that could not tell us what a woman was without right. a, a biologist sitting at the table with her. Right. But now everyone is concerned today and, and hysterics about a woman's right to choose but yet they can't tell us what a woman is, but they're very upset about a woman's right to choose today. All right, we'll let all men have an abortion up until the ninth month. And again, this opinion doesn't say that. So he hasn't read it. And I guarantee he's never even read the original Roe versus Wade opinion. So uh, continue. Uh, we'll actually hold that. Yep, we'll get back to it. Let's do the commercial. Live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. Keeping a track on what's going on in Ohio. We'll continue on this when we get back right after this. Tuesday, live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in. Everybody's here. Geofran holding it down as always. So, um, well, it looks like J.D. Vance, again, I don't know exactly where all these votes are coming in from, but he's opened up a 10,000-vote lead at this point. 57,000 votes, 47,000 for Mandel, who's now taken over second. Uh, but 28% for Vance, 23% for Josh Mandel. So a 10,000-vote lead right now for J.D. Vance. Still only 22% of the votes in, so seemingly still a long way to go um, where the votes are coming in and if there's what sections of Ohio favor uh, either Vance or Mandela, I couldn't tell you. But right now, uh, as far as I can see, 57,000 to 47,000, 28% to 23%. Mandel's now in second. Dolan is now um, flipped to third, and J.D. Vance still with a 10,000-vote lead. So... Um, all right, let's do some uh, sports and hear what that is. Slick Rick, Rick Emirati, what's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, NBA uh, Celtics right now continue to lead the Bucks, seventy-seven to sixty, up by seventeen with three minutes to go in the third. Bucks trying to make a little push. They were down by twenty-five at the half. NHL action in the Garden, Madison Square Garden, New York. Good game. Penguins at the Rangers right now, tied at three at the end of two. So that's a great game. We'll keep an eye on that. And then over in Florida, Panthers up two to one over the Capitals. Also game one, second period, about thirteen minutes. 
place to go. And that's for Novi67 on Getter, who said, Rick, I want to see more NHL. So don't worry, Novi, I'm going to keep track of all the NHL for us during the show. And Novak Djokovic tops Gail Monfils in Madrid in his best match of the year. The top-ranked Djokovic is looking to regain his best form ahead of the French Open. This is an AP report. Trying to regain his best form after a slow start of the season. Djokovic looks sharp in his opening match at the Madrid Open earlier today, defeating Gail Monfils 6-3-6-2 to advance to the third round. And Amaratacono suffers a three-set loss to Annalena Kalanina at Madrid Open. And this is a PA Media staff report. Emma Raducanu put up a valiant effort, but ultimately bowed out of the Madrid Open after a seesaw three-set defeat against unseated Ukrainian Annalina Kalanina. Say that three times, guys. Uh, and uh, USA Today, Big once. D, this one's for you. <laughs> this guy's twice your age, pal. 100-year-old Lester Wright thrills crowd in 100-meter dash at the Ben Relays. I could beat Jerry that guy at a race. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I could beat that guy. You probably could. It took him about 20, 26 seconds to do the 100 meter. Yeah, I mean, forget, the world record is like nine him. seconds. No, nah, he's got me. But, I mean, Paul, that's some run, huh? Yeah. Uh, the most impressive race at the 2022 <laughs> Penn Relay did not belong to Olympian champion Athing Mu or the dominant University of South Carolina Sprinters or even the high schooler who ran a, get this one, four-minute, one-second mile. Oh, my Rick God. Delgado, that's cooking, buddy. Oh, my God. It was a 100-year-old Long Branch, New Jersey resident, Lester Wright, running the 100 meter dash Saturday and holding his own against 80-somethings. Not only did Wright finish the race clocking a spry 26 seconds, he didn't come in last, competing for Shore Athletic Club. The World War II veteran crossed the line, seventh of nine competitors, just a couple of strides from fifth place. The Franklin Field crowd of 38,000 loved every bit of it as they went crazy. And uh, it was pretty nice to be able to do this at the age of 100, Wright said. When I came here, I was a little bit nervous, but when I saw the crowd and everything, I fell right in. So, great story. 100 years old, Big D, so you're offering about 50. Hey, you might be running the 100 meter when you're uh, 100 years old, pal. I hope you, I only hope you do. Another 50 years for you. And that's a rapid sports. I'm buttering up the host. Thank right? you, Slick hey, Rick. Love it. I hope I make it to 100 as well. I'd love to see I it. don't feel like I'm going to make it to 51, but no. Come good. on, man. You'll Come on, man. It. Well, you know, we had Carl on Friday night when we, when the <laughs> people in the chat know, know what I'm talking about. Um, it Carl, was some Carl of the greatest Lewis? TV I ever watched. Ed Henry and Karen Turk were live on Friday after the rally got canceled. And they were live from uh, the hotel, I guess, where everybody was held up, and they decided to just go live, and it was fantastic. They had a lot of fun. And they had Carl show up <laughs> just out of nowhere. This guy sat down, <laughs> yeah. and he had to be close to 95, 96 years old. And he pulls out the cigarettes, and he's smoking away. <laughs> the Zambuca. And they're the talking whole- <laughs> to him, and Carl's just letting it fly. He has no idea. You know, it's just. Well, that's kind of when you said this story, I was thinking, I think that guy was on Real America's Voice Friday night. But no, you said this is a different guy, 100 years old. Oh well, Carl God. was pushing that. He was pushing 100. Smoking Marlboros. And yeah, and probably healthy as a horse. Well, yeah, he's it's crazy. It was pretty funny. It was good television, I'll tell you that, on Friday night. So, All right, let's do some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on, Mr. Nolan? Well, 16 truckers who participated in the recent People's Convoy in the country's capital region are suing the District of Columbia for blockades. They argue prevented them from exercising their constitutionally protected right to free speech. 
A civil case was filed on Monday in the U.S. District Court of the District of Columbia and argues the plaintiff's First Amendment rights were fucking violated. Um, the truckers came across the uh, country to protest what they call the, com- uh, the government's continued state of emergency declaration of the COVID-19 related policies. So it's nice to see these guys. I hope they get some. I hope they get the kind of backing that the. Uh, the way the Democrats rally around like such nonsense like what we're seeing here today because these guys really put it out there and for, for everybody out here. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that, that works out for them. I hope they win. Um, the New Jersey graphic sex education for children prompts my child, my choice bill. There are growing rumblings against New Jersey's new sex education curriculum that proposes lessons about gender identity for first graders. One parent's group slammed it for being tantamount to grooming children. Another parent said the lesson plan was too graphic and inappropriate. And New Jersey Republican Congressman uh, Jefferson Van Drew called the uh, lesson plans outrageous and just wrong and has introduced federal legislation called called My Child, uh, My Choice Act. So, um, you know, it's uh, nice to see we're seeing more and more people, you know, standing up to, uh, you know, to these crazy, uh, as it really is, it's just no other way of putting it, grooming. Yeah. And, and what's amazing is that they want to do that to kids in the first and second grade and kindergarten. Uh, but but you know oh you know if you if you try and uh, you know get involved with, as a parent you're the one who's targeted as the lunatic yeah you know of course and, and meanwhile what are we seeing more and more of I think I, I watched a video by this group six oh seven I think that's an area code where they do their own uh, where they basically you know catch pedophiles and they catch them on film and it's a- amazing how many teachers they catch. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's a lot of, look, the sexualization has got to be real. Like, there's a story here that I'm going to be brief with. A Long Island mom was raped in front of her children and brutally stabbed in a home invasion. They've arrested a 14-year-old suspect. Police arrested a 14-year-old boy suspect in the brutal rape. There's video of them trolling the house. The woman heard uh, noises downstairs. She assumed it was her husband who had arrived home. Instead, the police said two males had broken into the Mastic Beach home, and they, uh, brutalized this woman in front of her four-year-old daughter. Now, this story gets worse. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but to me, I don't remember a lot of 14-year-olds growing up in in the news in the 80s with crimes this heinous. Do you guys? I I certainly don't. It it was rare. It's the stuff that they make movies about because it is so rare. Now it seems to be... uh... It's almost like they're normalizing it, and it's it's, it's disgusting. I I don't know if, if... I don't know if I'm making a stretch here, but it feels completely, this feels completely um, a sign of the times to me, but I don't have the data from back then, so I don't want to make it out to be anything that's not. Well, it's certainly a sign of the times. It's not even a question. It's like, it's everything we see right now is a sign of the time. It's this destruction of the nuclear family. It's the destruction of, of, um, uh, of, of everything in our lives that we as kids grew up with. Going to church on Sunday. Respecting your parents, respecting authority, all of it is a sign of the times. It's a sign of the music, it's a sign of the media, it's a sign of the movies. Built-in value system. Yeah, the the, the games, the the, the social media, the everything. Yeah. I mean, there's another one here. A violent 11-year-old girl has been terrorizing unsuspecting people in Boston, roaming the streets with a crew of juveniles, all violent. But police know about the young girl, and they can't do much because of her age. She's 11. This is another story in the... uh, and Blaze News. I don't want to go too deep, but this is crazy. Sign of policing, sign of um, 
Somebody like Alvin Bragg in New York City doesn't only want these people to be behind bars for more than two seconds. It's a sign of all of that. Yeah, it's a deterioration of the Judeo-Christian value of this country that was founded on what constitutional losses. No By doubt. the way, this leak of this memo is also a, oh, yeah. a sign of the times. It's just attack our institutions, the Supreme Court, the Democrat parties wanted to change it, reimagine it, rethink it, whatever they have to do forever. All right, hour two coming up live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday. from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Tuesday night. Paul Nolan's got some news. Rick Delgado's got What Even Is That coming up. Rick Emirati's got sports coming up. Geofran holding it down as always. Uh, Getter Chats fired up as always. We're keeping a track on what's going on in Ohio tonight. I think Indiana's pretty much called their stuff too. I'll pull up those results as well. But obviously the big race of the night is what's going on in the J.D. Vance, Josh Mandel uh, race. I'm getting emails that make me think people are not listening to what I'm actually saying. So let me try again. U.S. Senate race, GOP primary, J.D. Vance now holds a 17,000 vote lead. He has expanded his lead. I mean, I, that's pretty clear what I'm saying, right? He has a 17,000 vote lead, <laughs> J.D. Vance, 87,102 votes. So what you're saying is he's he's... In the lead right now. Josh Mandel has 70,199 votes with 32% of the vote in, 29.9% to 24.1. Matt Dolan is quickly falling behind in third. So now I would say we're looking at a two-man race, and J.D. Vance has a 17,000-vote lead as of now with 32% of the vote in. I think that's pretty clear to understand. We'll continue to track it. Our own April Moss is at J.D. Vance headquarters. And most people thought maybe President Trump's endorsement late in the game here would push J.D. Vance to a victory tonight. And so far, that looks like that may be the case. He's got a six percentage point lead. And a now, as it's just updated again, 92,000 votes to 74,000. Now he's got about an 18,000 vote lead. So he continues to add to his lead as the votes are coming in from all around Ohio. So we will continue to track that. Uh, we'll do some sports, we'll do some news, but right now it's time for one of my new favorite segments here on the show, and that, of course, is Rick Delgado with What Even Is That? All right, well, thanks, Damon. Well, last week, uh, you might remember that I started off uh, the What Even Is That? with a scene from the, the Avengers movie, The Infinity War, when Star-Lord asked this huge question near the end of the movie. Did we just lose? And I think after the Supreme Court news about Roe v. Wade, that basically broke last night during the show, the left could be saying to themselves this. And those of us on the right would have every reason to pretty much celebrate as it seems that we are turning the tide on the culture war. But, 
And there is a big but. We are taking incoming from all sides. As Paul brought up last night from the new net, new Netflix series that's out, that's coming out, I should say, this battle is only just beginning. I say that because while we were preoccupied with Biden's economic meltdown that he keeps blaming on Putin, the war in Ukraine, and of course Elon Musk making a, making a bit to take over Twitter, you may have missed this. Yes, Victoria's Secrets brand has its first male ambassador. Okay, great. Yes, you heard me. Male ambassador. Yeah. But what What even is that? That's not your mother. It's a man, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And it's a continuation of that culture war we thought we were winning. Yeah. Yes, the company that gave us the hotness known as Adriana Lima. Sure. Alessandra Ambrosia. Yep. yep. And, of course, Heidi Klum uh-huh. are yeah. now making an all-out effort to basically kill off the sexiness of their brand by offering up this dude. <laughs> he's a nice-looking fellow. Yeah. He's handsome, yeah. His name is Darren Barnett. He's an actor best known for his role in the Netflix series Never Have I Ever. Okay. I guess that should be changed to Never Will I Ever because that's what people are going to start saying about ever shopping there again. I'm just a boy in a dress. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And he will promote Pink's gender-free collection and participate in the launch of its fleece shirt jacket. Okay. I guess this is how they're going after that truck-driving ladies' mark. Market that's been so elusive all these years. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> yeah, the, co- the company also announced in the article that uh, Barnett, the dude, uh, will also be a part of the company's Mental Health Awareness Month events, including an Instagram live conversation. Wow, doesn't that sound riveting? Yes. So the company said this move is part of their overall focus on inclusivity. Sure. Yeah, because nothing sells sexy, hot ladies underpants and booby holders better than a guy hawking <laughs> a fleece jacket just in time for summer. Well... <laughs> so let's see if we're keeping score correctly on this. Uh, girls can join Boy Scouts because Girl Scouts is too divisive. Sure. Um, men can participate in women's sports and be called champions. Yeah. <laughs> and women have to shut their mouths and take it. Yeah. And, oh, of course, let's not forget that since we're being all inclusive, this would be your woman of the year. Yes. Yeah. Nothing says hate more. Nothing says you hate women more than replacing them with Men. Yeah. <laughs> I've said it before, but it bears repeating. This is the real war on women, and it comes from the all-inclusive left. Yes. Yes, they want to include everyone when they want to stomp on people and their individuality. To them, everyone should just be a giant mass. Well, sorry, that ain't going to work for me. You see, that's why I think we should establish the difference, okay? Libs, you can keep your women. Oh, look how good they look. Mm-hmm. Your trannies, your binary thingamabobs, whatever you call them, you can have them. That's great. You do you. Us normal people, you know, conservatives, we will keep ours. And we will celebrate everything that makes women special as mothers, wives, and as friends. The things that only they can do, but we are not just a mass of cells meant to be clumped together. We recognize women for all they do, who they are, and celebrate our differences because that's what makes everyone special. And that's the most inclusive club you could ever want to be a part of. Damon, back to you. Okay, very uh, good. To all the mamas and sisters and wives and friends, well yeah. done. As we approach uh, Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Yeah. Yep. Are you yeah. allowed to say Mother's Day anymore? 
I don't know. Is it birthing person's day? Yeah, that might be what it is. And and that's just a perfect lead back into what we were talking about. We'll get back to that Biden video on the tarmac as he continues to just lie and sound stupid because he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it is, it is, you have, again, you have to check your common sense at the door and try not to get whiplash when listening to the left when these issues come up. My body, my choice, they're screaming. Well, I, I guess that's only that, that only is is good if it doesn't involve um, any mandated vaccines or mask wearing. Then it's not your body, your choice. It's, it's you'll do what the hell we tell you to do. And if you don't, that means you're trying to kill me. You know, we support all women. The Democratic Party has been screaming all night. Elizabeth Warren today railing supporting women. Kamala Harris, how dare they support women? Well, when it comes to Title IX, they've destroyed that. When it comes to women's sports, they've destroyed that. When it comes to uh, what bathroom you're going to go to, they've destroyed that. So they don't support women. They don't even support ideas. They just look at what they can take advantage of, what they can exploit. That's what they do. They can't even identify what a woman is. Exactly right. They can't even identify what a woman is. Their SCOTUS nominee cannot tell us. But today it's we support all women. If you didn't get vaccinated and mandated, you, you were killing people. You were, you were a white socialist. Uh, you were a Nazi. Well, today, my body, my choice. How dare they attack this? If you mentioned ivermectin online, that it could be a home health remedy to get... You were, you were called a, a conspiracy theorist. You were, called a, you were trying to kill people. You were taking horse pills. Horse paste, yes. Well, well today, this is what I see on Twitter. Misoprostrol, whatever, the, however you pronounce it, is relatively easy to acquire from veterinarian sources. Since in addition to medically inducing abortions, it's also used to treat ulcers in horses. <laughs> oh, this is okay though today on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't, can- I don't, look, look, I mean, look, I don't, I don't see anything that says, you, you sure you want to click on this? I don't see anything that says wow. this might be misleading. I don't see anything that says no, the CDC or Fauci doesn't agree. I don't see anything of that with this. I see them screaming, here's how you can kill your kids on your own if, the, if this is the route we're going to go. And Twitter, I guess, is okay with it today. Holy cow. So you just have to check your common sense at the door. You get whiplash dealing with these people. They don't care about their hypocrisy. They don't care whatsoever they, about the ultimate ironies that they spew out. They don't care. They don't care. Like, it's amazing that you can watch these people trample all over the Constitution to get the result they want. And, and then when it goes the other decision against them, and no matter how hypocritical it is in line with what they wanted, they don't care. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anybody so tone deaf. Yeah. You talk to any liberal and they don't care. Hit them with facts and logic and they just don't care. It's, it's mind-boggling. Well, they're, they're, they're immune to facts and logic. You know, when it comes right down to it, it's all about the ends justify the means. Well, they don't care. You're they right. The they media, don't care so they how don't, to get there. They don't care about facts. They don't That's need exactly to care about They don't facts, care. Right? They got the media they don't and need it validates their nonsensical right. opinions. Well, I, I mean, uh, and Crates Joe Biden. opinions, really. Joe Biden said that during the campaign when he yelled at that guy. I don't need your vote, he said. Yeah, I don't well, need your vote. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile, he talks about, well, you know, it, it's important who counts the votes. You know, and, and let's face it, when this whole thing started to break, what what is the first thing we heard? Elizabeth Warren. Now she's, you know, woo, woo, she's on the warpath. 
She wants to get rid of the uh, filibuster no, so no they can intended. ram through some, some stuff. You no mean the intended. not Native American <laughs> Elizabeth Warren? <laughs> yes. The clearly not Native American Elizabeth Warren. Right. Is on the warpath. Is on the warpath. Yes. Can we, G, can we pick up uh, cut one wherever we left off? Supreme Court decision. Number one. But even more profound is the rationale used. And it would mean that every other decision relating to the notion of privacy is thrown into question. Okay, stop. Stop. That is a vicious lie, not because I say so, not because he doesn't know what he's talking about, because he could have taken five minutes or one of his his lappies there at the White House could have taken five minutes. Of course, if they wanted to, they don't need to again because they because he won't get questioned on it and the media will run with that and report on it all day and get hysterics on every show. They'll have every crazy nut on every one of these eight person talking panels to talk about how what he says there is right. Everything now is in question. Well, let's go to the actual damn opinion and see what it says. Unable to show concrete, this is in the opinion that he can read, you can read, I can read, the media can read, MSNBC can read, CNN can read. He can't read. Unable to show concrete reliance on Roe and Casey themselves, the Solicitor General suggests that overruling those decisions would threaten the court's precedents holding that due process uh, clause protects other rights. This is not correct for reasons we have already discussed. As even the Casey plurality recognized, abortion is a unique act because it terminates life or potential life. And to ensure that our decision is not misunderstood or mischaracterized, we emphasize that our decisions concerns the constitutional right to abortion and no other right. Nothing in this opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. It is in black and white. It is not about gay marriage. It is not about procreation. It is not about any of that that you have heard in hysterics all day today. All day today. Every panel on every show, everything now is going to get thrown into question. Well, that's just disingenuous if you, if you at least read one page of it. Not even one full page. They say clearly that's not the deal, but they don't care. All right, live from Studio 6 feet, more sports news when we get back right after this. When we talk about rising fuel prices, we're often talking about gasoline, what we pay at the pump. That today is averaging $4.19 a gallon. But when you look at diesel prices, diesel fuel, they hit a new record high just this morning, $5.32 a gallon. And diesel is incredibly important to the economy. It's known as the fuel that moves the economy because it's the fuel that most the trucks use that are on the street the country. They're the things that are carrying your groceries, your diapers, your necessities. And when the costs for those truckers go up, 
all the costs go up on these various items that we are so reliant on as Americans. Well, sound like the blues, number one. Number two, uh, big day tomorrow. As I've told you, meeting started today, I believe. But the Fed will talk tomorrow, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. will get the rate decision. Most think it'll be a half. Some think maybe 3.75, but I doubt it. Probably uh, 0.5 rate hike, which will take us to a total of just under 1% federal fund rate. But what's going to be more important is what the Fed sounds like after that. As he talks about inflation. Does it continue to rise? Has it peaked? Where are we with, uh, what do we expect in CPI data just a week later? Next week, next Friday morning, 8.30. So tomorrow's a big day for the markets, big day for everybody. If you have money in the markets, 401k, 403b, tomorrow's a big day. What's going on with inflation? If you haven't hedged against inflation yet, it's even a bigger day. How much risk is your savings at? If you haven't made the move towards physical gold and silver, you might want to think about it. And the, friend, uh, the people to talk to are our friends there at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold are experts in precious metals, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they'll give you options. Buy gold coins. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. Here's how you get started. Text the word America. Send it to 989898. Get your free information kit from Birch Gold with absolutely no obligation. They'll show you how to protect your new gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. Growing growing your money tax-free, man. There's nothing better than that. Tax-sheltered account. Text America to 989898. Get your free information kit right now from our friends at Birch Gold Group and let them show you how owning gold and silver could help protect that savings against inflation that is out of the bottle and running wild. I heard Paul Tudor Jones this morning on CNBC. He sounded like he's been, well, he sounded like he's been listening to the show. He said, you know, inflation, once it's out of the bottle, it's pretty hard to put back in. Those exact words. I heard that before. And I said, I've heard that before for a long time. He's he's ripping you off. He's a pretty good investor. I don't think he's ripping me off. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. Well, he said this is about as tough a market as you can you can ever come up with right now. It's just being in stocks and bonds is just brutal, absolutely brutal. So yeah, I don't know if anyone's out there is watching Real Vision or Raul Paul. I mean, they, he brings on experts of all kinds of at every level, commodities and stocks and just global markets, and everybody's baffled right now. Very confusing time. Uh, update in the Ohio GOP primary. J.D. Vance has now, well, I don't want to say put it away, 52% of the votes in, 146,881 votes, representing 31%. Josh Mendel, 117,000. So we're looking at almost a 30,000-vote lead for J.D. Vance with 52% in. So it, it's getting to the point now where um, I would think this race could be called here maybe before 10 o'clock if, if the votes continue to come in like that. 146,881 to 117,616, 31% to 24%. So almost a seven, yeah, almost seven percentage point advantage right now for J.D. Vance. 52% of the vote is in. So, I, hey, um, Fran, I spoke to, um, I got the red phone here, obviously. Mine actually works, unlike Ed's, which he got at, I think, Big Lots. 
uh, on the two for one sale. Mine actually goes live to the um, to the Zen Master. He said I he said Fran needs to talk more in the show. He said me and he said you're funny. He's been watching and he said Fran's right on it. Everything he says is like bam, just nails it. What do you uh? We need don't, you, so don't wake him up. We may get you a seat out here on the set if I think about it. How, what do you think about that? Start paying me by the word. I'll consider it. <laughs> See? Right there. Look at it. Bingo. Yeah. Just what he's talking about. Right there. All right. Let's do some sports with someone who is, is out here on the set. And, of course, the man in purple. That is Slick Ricks at Slick Rick Sports on Twitter. Get her true social. Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D. Well, NBA update. Looks like this game's going to come to a close. Celtics leading the Bucks 94-80. to Looking to close that game out with about four and a half to go in the TD Garden. They're screaming in a frenzy there. And they look to even that series. I think that's going to be a good series. May go seven games. Uh, NHL switching gears. National Hockey League playoffs. East first round. Great game in the Garden. Rangers and Penguins tied at three. Just under 12 minutes to go in the third period and uh, down in Florida the Panthers continue to lead the Capitals 2-1 to one at the end of two that's also East first round we got the Predators at the Avalanche and the Stars at the Flames 9.45 and 10pm puck drops respectively so uh, we will keep you on up to date on that I'll give you one more before the, the night's over and uh, Jackie Robinson bat from 1949 All-Star game sells for 1080000 at auction this is from Dan Hajucki of ESPN the bat used by Jackie Robinson during the 1949 MLB All-Star Game in Brooklyn sold for $1,080,000, including a buyer's premium at auction Saturday, Collectibles Marketplace Golden announced. While it's not the most expensive bat ever sold at auction, that belongs to the bat. Babe Ruth hit his first Yankee Stadium home run with in 1923 at $1,265,000. Pretty close, though. It's exceedingly rare to cross the $1 million uh, threshold for a bat. The bat was purchased by Hunt Auctions, which most recently made waves conducting auctions of Bill Russell's memorabilia on behalf of a private buyer. Uh, the bat includes a letter of authenticity from Robinson's wife, Rachel, who wrote, the bat has been in the Robinson family archives since the day it was first used by Jackie, the great Jackie Robinson, who they honored his 75th anniversary of his first appearance in a Major League Baseball game, which is absolutely incredible. That was honored back on April 15th, uh, just a few weeks ago. <laughs> you know what's funny? They all, every, everybody wore 42 that day? Yes. And I was watching, I, was, I don't know, I was watching baseball. I, I had it on, I guess, wherever I was. I forget. I guess I was, I think I was on vacation. You got confused. <laughs> What's going on here? And I see 42, and he's a white pitcher. And I know it's game, the same game. I come back like 15 minutes later, and it's still the same game. And all of a sudden, he's an African-American left-hander wearing 42. And I'm going to myself, wait a minute. If I had too many pina coladas, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah, right. You were away when that happened. That's true. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. Everybody's wearing 42, you idiot. There you go. Uh, Adrian Peterson agrees to domestic violence alcohol counseling after February arrest. Peterson currently ranks fifth in career NFL rushing yards with 14,918. This is from David Arrow, Fox News. Uh, former NFL MVP Adrian Peterson has agreed to complete uh, compete, uh, uh, domestic violence and alcohol counseling following his February arrest at the Los Angeles International Airport. According to multiple reports, Peterson agreed to undergo 20 sessions of domestic violence and alcohol counseling within the next six months during a pre-filing hearing Friday, which was held uh, as an alternative the prosecution though so obviously real quick to paraphrase adrian peterson had an issue he was arguing with his wife on a plane uh it was reported he was then arrested he had to make fifty thousand dollars bail which is not a lot of money for him but but the future probably first ballot hall of fame nfl 
former MVP, one of the greatest players in the history of the game, quite frankly, um, is uh, obviously trying to make a comeback, and we'll see. He's 36 years old now. He only played four games last year, and then he was put on the IR, IR unfortunately. So we will see what happens with that. But uh, Adrian Peterson getting some help, so mm-hmm. we wish him well. That's I a wrap. Da- okay, thanks, Luke, Rick. I looked down in the chat, and the first thing I see is it said, is Harry drunk? And I get worried. <laughs> Harry, Harry Oates, Harry on the highways, live in the chat tonight. And uh, the first thing I see is is Harry drunk. So I don't know. Harry's raising ruckus in the in the getter chat. Oh, Harry responded. He said, "No, I'm not drunk. Just having dinner with my daughter." Oh, okay, oh, very okay. good. Nice, very good. <laughs> well, pay Harry. attention to her. But Harry's not down, a big buddy. drinker. Yeah, Harry, put the phone down and pay yeah, attention really? to your Jeez. daughter. I don't blame them with the way he texts. Gio <laughs> <laughs> knows firsthand. All right, let's do. Some, uh, we know what time. We'll do news when we get back. Live from Studio Six B on a Tuesday. News with Paul coming up. Crazy Town coming up. Glad you're in. We're back right after this. The hour live from Studio 6B. Glad you're in on a Tuesday night. Latest checkup in the Ohio GOP primary for U.S. Senate. J.D. Vance, 170,152, representing 31.4%. Josh Mandel, 133,772, representing 24.7. So again, um, the Blazers are reporting he won. Okay, they. Well, I, I have. Who do I? I don't know who. Whoever I have up here has not called it yet. Uh, 31 to 24, about a 37,000 vote lead, 60% of the vote in. So I think it's pretty safe to say at this point they're probably going to call this. Um, well, it sounds like some outlets have. Who The Blaze has already yeah, called the it? the Blaze is calling it. I don't know if they have the right to call it, but it sounds to me like they uh, they got it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to close a 17,000 vote lead with 60% in, I would think, in Ohio. So. And and so he's not going to show up to his own. Well, I don't know. Well, thing? let's let's let April know, Jade. It looks like uh, I'm sure she's tracking it, obviously as well. Maybe we'll get her back on and see. Let's do um, while we're doing that, though. Let's do Crazy Town because Biden was out and about today. Not only was he speaking incoherently about um, the SCOTUS uh, opinion, of course, which he's so all over the map. None of it he gets right. Um, but he doesn't want to get it right because he knows he can just put it out there and the media will run with it. CNN and MSNBC will run with it and they'll all just repeat the same nonsense all day long and get everybody, of course, fired up. Uh, but he visited the Javelin Missile Plant today. <laughs> let's let's see how... Uh, I'm sure he rode a missile. I'm sure he's going to tell us he was something here. I mean, well, we he might used have to, to build them, so... Yeah. We might have an update to the T-shirt by the time this gets done. <laughs> let's roll it, G. It is a great honor to introduce to you the President of the United States. I tell you what, Linda, fire CEO of this company, I'd be worried. Linda said she personally touched every single solitary javelin, 50,000 that had been manufactured in this plant 20 years ago. I was worried to shake your hand. I thought you may, I might be 
electrocuted. <laughs> what? Well, I want to come down to Alabama to make sure that the American people know what work is this for. And by the way, you have a seat. Please take it. By the way, sometimes the press is always fair with me. But once, every once in a while, I make a mistake. Not like well, what? once a, a like speech. Once a but anyway, I, years ago when I started, started talking to this, uh, for this job, I said, please take your seats. There weren't any seats. Everyone was standing. There were no chairs. So I just want to make sure I check whether you had seats. The American people know what work at this facility you're doing and support support Ukraine's fight for freedom. What? I've been in those battlefields <laughs> where uh, these missiles are fired, and uh, I spent uh, a lot of time going in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan, maybe a total of 40 times, and uh, I tell 40, you what. 40. You're, uh, I, and I've been in Ukraine a lot prior to the war yeah, and on the border since the war. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's amazing what you've done. But what we don't, what we don't see we don't always see is the work that so much of that makes so much of this possible. It's not hyperbole. During World War II, the United States was known as the arsenal of democracy. I was a slight digression. I went over for the 50th anniversary of the uh, uh, the end of World War II, and and uh, you know, and I thing. was in Normandy, and I went up afterwards with the uh, to the cemetery. And uh, I was walking by myself, and it's, it's, it's incredible. All of a sudden, I heard behind me a tangent. And I turned around, and there was a gentleman, a big guy, looked like Hoss Cartwright, and his, and his wife, and, and one other, and a daughter. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me. You're doing it. You really are doing it. You're making a gigantic difference for these poor sons of guns who are under such enormous, enormous pressure and firepower. Some of the best, most effective weapons in our arsenal are javelin missiles, yeah, like the ones manufactured right here in Pike County. There's even a story about Ukrainian parents naming their children. Not a joke. Not a joke. They named them not a child. joke. Javelin not hyperbole. or javelina. Not a joke. <laughs> We're at an inflection point in history. For real. It comes along about every six or eight generations. Holy moly. Where things are changing so rapidly and we have to be in control. Xi Jinping, the leader of China, who I've talked with, I've spent more time with than any other world leader. Over 78 hours on the person around the telephone with him. He says that democracies cannot be sustained in the 21st century. Not a joke. Not a joke. They cannot be sustained because things are moving so rapidly. Uh-oh. Democracy require consensus, and it's hard to get consensus. Therefore, sugar's dropping. can't keep up with an autocracy, one-man rule. If that happens, the whole world changes. I mean, because of you, in this first this really battling will puppet. for that to determine whether that's going to happen, is because you're making it possible. The United States alone has committed more than 5,500 javelins to Ukraine. You're changing the nation. You really are. Before Russia attacked, we made sure Russia had javelins and other weapons to strengthen the defenses so Ukraine was ready for whatever happened. Since Russia invaded Ukraine just over two months ago, we have sent more than $3 billion in security assistance to Ukraine. Alone, us, not counting our allies. Because if you don't stand up to dictators, 
History has shown us they keep coming. I sent Congress, if you excuse the point of personal privilege, talking like an old senator, but sent a supplemental budget, a fancy way of saying we need more money. As I said from the beginning, this fight is not going to be cheap. I know what the answer is, and I think you all do too. I bet I know what the answer to this plan is. What? What? There's something else here. What just happened? Being the arsenal of democracy also means good-paying jobs for American workers. I learned on the tour today that each of the javelins you produce includes more than 200 semiconductors. We invented the sucker going to the moon. Computer chips that power much of our modern lives. On our phones, our cars, almost anything that has an on-off switch. He thinks he's on the moon. All, all the world's most advanced chips are made overseas. I'm determined to make sure the United States holds its technological high ground in competition with other nations, especially China, as we move forward. And so now we're back in the game, making sure that we become, we become the primary producer. And I'm once more urging Congress to quickly pass this supplemental funding bill, over $300 billion, to help the Ukrainians so they can keep they can keep all of the very, very, all of you very, very busy for a while here. Holy cow. <laughs> wow. Moses. Whoo. Wowza. Wow. What a marble mouthful. Just really sound, it just really sounds like he's got a mouthful of rocks. And he's running on and steam. Then, it just sounds falling like, out right, of just, his head. It honestly <laughs> just sounds like he barely can get yeah. the, the, the brain power together. To get through these sentences. Oh, yeah. I was surprised he didn't start talking about javelins. You know, me and Bruce Jenner used to throw javelins together when we were Is he... getting ready to <laughs> the Olympics. In fact, I taught him how to throw a javelin. Yeah, he, he comes from one it. teleprompter to the other, and it's just that time in between both prompters is just, you never know what <laughs> right, could possibly which is happen. the same time between synapses firing in his brain. Oh, my God. That are connecting. All right, let's, um, let's go back out to Ohio now, <laughs> to our own, if she can hear me, our own April Moss. Uh, April, this shaped up to be, well, a two-man race, and it looks like now most places have called this for J.D. Vance. 198,000 votes in, representing around 31%. Mandel looks like in second, 24%. So... Pretty overwhelming victory for President Trump's backed candidate here, and I'm sure that'll be his message tonight. Yeah, you know, we're waiting to hear. Hopefully he'll give a speech in a little bit. We just started seeing more people from his party come into the room from, uh, you know, another area where they had been all night. The energy is high here. We're starting to see people, uh, you know, shouting and getting very excited. So especially when Bill Hemmer on Fox News, which we've been live streaming here, was, uh, you know, going over the numbers and things like that. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good energy night for J.D. Vance and his uh, campaign. And certainly we're excited to hear what he has to say. Hopefully he'll be speaking in a little bit. All right. Very good. April Moss at J.D. Um, Vance's headquarters in what looks like it's going to be a uh, what, it, what is a decided victory for him. Again, they just updated 207,770 votes, 161,000 for Josh Mandel, 31.7 uh, percent for Vance. Uh, April, this is obviously an important uh, Ohio is going to be important. This is an important race. To, I mean, when we talk about the obviously everybody thinks the Republicans will do well. But as far as control of the Senate, this is obviously going to be an important place to keep an eye on here in Ohio. 
Absolutely, yep. And, you know, it's very evident tonight that the people of Ohio want to continue to see America First policies represented. Uh, and, you know, hopefully that J.D. Vance is going to show everybody that he is a true America First candidate. Of course, he was up against a lot of other really good candidates as well. You know, the thing that surprises me most tonight, sir, not not this race, I guess, but what surprises me the most, and it's surprising me what I see uh, coming out of Georgia and the numbers we see in the Purdue-Kemp race, Mike DeWine wasn't even challenged tonight. 47.5%, 314,000 votes. I mean, just in a runaway for a guy who's seeming, at least to me, who pays moderate attention to, to things in Ohio, he seems kind of like a soft rhino to me. People, I didn't think people liked this guy as much. Are you surprised that he wasn't even remotely challenged tonight? Yeah, I was. And for those of you watching, um, you know, I have lived in Michigan for the last 17 years. I just moved to Texas. So, of course, Michigan, Ohio, we, I am just very much up with the Ohio politics um, being a resident of Michigan. And one of the things that was important to Michiganders was that we were under such strict lockdowns during 2020 that a lot of Michiganders were coming to Ohio. So from a Michigan perspective, we felt like DeWine was a great governor because he lifted things quite early compared to Whitmer. However, when you talk to people here in the state, it's pretty mixed. A lot of people say, listen, he was a little bit too, um, you know, of a, a dictator uh, across the state during that time. Yeah, well, I guess when you compare anybody to uh, Ava Perone up there in Michigan who thinks she's ruling over her own country, I guess uh, everybody looks good. So, all right, April Moss, stick around. If we do get J.D. Vance before the top of the hour, we'll obviously come back. Uh, but J.D. Vance, a big victory tonight in the Ohio uh, Senate primary race over uh, Josh Mandel. And obviously Matt Dolan slipped away kind of as the night went on. But J.D. Vance uh, declared the winner there in that race. Obviously on the other side, Tim uh, Ryan, not even, not even a – you know, question obviously ran away with it. So, um, all right, our own April Moss. Thanks, April. We'll, if we can get back, we will. So, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Um, what are we doing here? It's uh, segment seven. Do you have any news, Paul, that we haven't done? Uh, yeah, PBS journalists ridiculed for bizarre description of pregnancies that will turn into children. Um, oh, my Lord. Yeah, PBS journalist was mocked and ridiculed online for a bizarre comment appearing to preserve the liberal narrative that fetuses are not children until far after pregnancy has has ended. Um, we all this know is, uh, PBS's Yamichi Alcindor. Alcindor, and uh, I'll give you the end of the quote. She says, uh, uh, pregnant, <laughs> what did she say? Here's, I have the clip. You want to see it? Yeah, roll it. A lot of vulnerable women, women who are poor, women who are women, women of color, they will be forced to have um, pregnancies that they cannot afford to terminate and pregnancies that will then turn into children that they cannot afford. And one other thing, someone oh told God. me here that Mississippi is a state that doesn't have sicko. a lot of safety. You're a sicko. <laughs> be You're sick. God forbid they turn into children. Oh Get out of here. What an idiot. Psycho. Well, she's turned into an idiot, so there you go. Studio 6B. Want to mention that the great David Brody, who you see every day right here on Real America's Voice, had an exclusive interview with President Trump today. 
And I actually have a clip of it that Mr. Brody put on social media, and I'll show it to you here in a second. The president reacting to uh, what happened with SCOTUS and his uh, couple thoughts, quick quick thoughts on that. Just a little preview of what you'll see tomorrow in full. Uh, but right now, let's do um, let's do sports first with Slick Rick. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, NBA update. It's all over in the TD Garden. The Celtics have won 109-86 over the Bucks, evening the series. Jalen Brown with 30 points to lead all scores. So that's a, that's an even game right now, an even series. And uh, just on the way is in the uh, the FedEx Forum in Memphis, Tennessee. Golden State at Memphis. And, uh, well, Memphis uh, right now out of the gate up 8 nothing. So I guess uh, John Moran is looking to uh, get things evened over there as well. Great game. Speaking of even in the Garden, NHL action playoffs going to overtime rangers and penguins tied at three uh so again be a great game to tune into uh, later tonight and capitals and panthers tied at two with 11 minutes to go into third you got to love nhl playoff hockey a lot of blowouts last night only one good close game the kings and edmonton the other games were pretty much smokers but i gotta tell you tonight you got great nhl action and don't forget we have the predators and avalanche that is just on the way out in denver at the ball center and uh, stars and flames will get it going in about 40 minutes half an hour in Calgary. So in the old Saddle Dome there, Scotiabank Saddle Dome. And NBC Sports, Dustin Long, NASCAR issues suspension for Dover violations. Uh, Denny Hamlin will be without his crew chief and two pit crew members for the next four races after NASCAR suspended them today for a wheel coming off Hamlin's car Monday at Dover Motor Speedway. Colleague Racing's number 16 Cup team also was penalized for having a wheel come off uh, AJ Almendinger's car at Dover. Uh, JR Sports Motorsports number one Xfinity team also faces the same penalty from Dover. I mean, the wheels are coming off all over the place here. The penalty for Hamlin's team and colleagues racing goes through the Coca-Cola 600, meaning those teams will be without suspended team members at Darlington, Kansas, the All-Star Race at Texas, and the Coca-Cola 600. They'll be able to return June 5th at Worldwide Technology Raceway. And speaking of races, we got the Formula One race in Miami this weekend and the Kentucky Derby on Saturday, Big D. Can't wait to report on that. I'll have some more features during the week. That's a wrap in sports. Let me get it back to you, Big D. All right, very good, Slick Rick. Thanks very much. So, uh... Uh, tomorrow on the water cooler, David Brody has, it, I believe, an exclusive with um, President Trump. And there was a clip on social media today that Mr. Brody put out. Cut 4G. Trump uh, asked about what happened here on SCOTUS. Roll that. The Supreme Court, this big deal, Roe v. Wade. The, the Supreme Court now authenticating that draft uh, opinion by Sam Alito, in essence, overturning Roe v. Wade. Were you surprised to see this? Well, we don't know exactly if that's true, because it was certainly something that they're working on. It would imagine, I don't think anyone made it up. It sounded like him. He's a great man, by the way. He's a tremendous guy. But uh, as a justice, he's just fantastic. And uh, and you have some, some great ones up there now. But we have to find out what that means. And is somebody going to do something about it? Are they going to try and change it? Uh, is it real? Nobody really knows, and they don't know who leaked it. I will say the leak was a terrible thing. Mm. You're just not used to that for the Supreme Court. We see it uh, so much leaking in our world, in your world, in my world. And although not so much now, it's very interesting. You know, you try and cover those leaks, but you've never seen it, or they've rarely seen it in the Supreme Court. Yeah. It was very shocking, I think. I think it was a very bad thing for the court. Well, Chuck Schumer says it's all your fault, of course, if Roe v. Wade gets overturned. Obviously, he's talking about those three pro-life uh, Supreme Court justices. Yeah. Can you pack your thoughts? Well, a lot of people are very happy about that. So some people maybe say it's my fault, and some people say thank you very much. Yeah. That's a good answer. There you go. 
More uh, with the president tomorrow. David Brody right here on Real America's Voice, I believe, 4 p.m. each and every day. Weekdays right here on the water cooler. So check that out tomorrow. Uh, looks like J.D. Vance is on stage. Can we um, can oh, we wow. t- tune into this, yeah. Jay, a little bit? Is there any audio on this? Or? Say, here we go. I thought this would feel good. It feels even better than I thought it would. Thank you all so much. So I, I, you know, if you know anything about me, I never write down my remarks. But I, I first just have to say some thank yous. Um, and first and foremost, at the very top of the list, is my beautiful wife, Usha. Thank you, honey. Thank you so much. I, I, um, I you know, I, I've had so much fun the last year. The one thing, the one thing uh, is, is that it does require some sacrifices from family. And so, Usha, you and the boys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for letting me do this. Um, we, we have had an incredible, and I mean an incredible top notch. I've heard it from every consultant and every journalist and every person that we have the best campaign team in the country, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. A lot of money spent in this race. Uh, to, to, to Jordan Wiggins, uh, the best campaign manager that anybody has had. I'm. I am sure that he's excited. The one thing, Jordan, is it's another six months of me complaining to you that you don't give me enough time for lunch. That's 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 what we're that's what we're having. Um, I got to say thank you to to a guy who uh, has been loyal to me and has been a good friend in political times and non-political times. Jay Shabria, thank you so much for being here. Um, a guy I met as part of this campaign uh, was, was sometimes, you know, I felt like he was either the angel or the devil on my shoulder, depending on how radical I wanted to sound at any given moment. Uh, Andrew Sarabian, the great Andy Sarabian, thank you for everything. Um, I want to say thank you to, to Noah, Matthew, and Will. Thank you guys so much for everything that you did. You, you, you guys were dedicated. Um, the best one-person press shop in America, Taylor. Where is Taylor? She deserves a ton of credit. Chris Applegate and Angie Strader, thank you both for everything you did. Oh, my Lord. We, 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 we seriously, you know, campaigns require resources. We couldn't have done it without all of your hard work. And, and I, I got to say, just, just finally, uh, to, to Brian, the first hire that we actually made on the campaign. Brian, where are you? But thank you. Thank you for everything. The, you know, I, I, I have, I, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit, you know, Mamaw and Papaw raised me and we called ourselves hillbillies. And it is the hillbilly in me that says that one of the most disgusting parts of politics is that there's no loyalty. Mm. And this team has been loyal to me through good times and bad, when things were rough, when things were good. We didn't have leaks in this campaign. We didn't have people stabbing each other in the back. We were a team and we will be a team all the way to November. Did he, uh, maybe thank President Trump before we got to him. Um, I have absolutely got to thank the 45th. Ah, here we go. The President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, ladies and gentlemen. The Kingmaker. Big D, right on it. 
Let me tell you something, this is why Trump has One power. forgiveness example of what could be in this country, ladies and gentlemen. Remember 2019 when wages were going up and not down? Remember 2019 when workers were doing well in this country, not struggling terribly? Thanks to the president for everything, for endorsing me. And I got to say, a lot of the fake news media out there, and, and, and there are some good ones in the back there. There's some bad ones too, let's be honest. But they wanted to write a story that this campaign would be the death of Donald Trump's America First agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First agenda. It wasn't just the president, of course. We had a lot of endorsements, especially some of our early endorsements. I want to make sure I, I give some shout outs to Penny Nance. A uh, great advocate for life and for people all across the country. All right, G, that's good um, as we get to the final Donald minute Trump here. J.D. Vance on stage. Uh, his big victory tonight. And uh, listen, uh, he's going to face um, Tim Ryan in November. And this is a seat that um, the GOP needs to win. When you talk about control of the Senate, this Ohio race between him and Tim Ryan is going to be a key one to watch if um, if the Republicans want to take control of the Senate. So they're going to need everybody on board in this race against media Goliath. as we head towards November. So, all right, thanks, everybody, on the show. I want to thank April Moss for joining us from J.D. Vance headquarters. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines, all the farmers, all the truckers, everybody who keeps the country moving. Thanks, everybody, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, Thanks you, the Live from Studio 6B audience, and all you in the Getter chat. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., live from Studio 6B.